Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Daria Simonovic and a CEO and founder of Chelsea Swim Spa, a swim school for children and a founder of Chelsea Crepery, a coffee shop on the Fulham Road and also rents properties for film and advertising, monthly masterminds and events for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. love that statement, and practical hacks helping them with business resilience. Super. Daya, what don't you do? This is fantastic. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're, you're so, so welcome. So can you just expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your businesses and who is it that you truly love to work with? That's a great question. I would say I'm a bit of a scanner. I started my swimming school for children around eight years ago, and I still run it, and I love it. It's a fantastic business. It's a life-saving skill. Um, I have actually sold Chelsea Crapery brand in April, which so I'm, I became an exited founder, and I'm very happy um, about that. And currently, I am writing a book, uh, which is called The Immigrant Entrepreneur, is how I came in London with no money, barely speaking English uh, without knowing anyone. And if I can start five businesses from scratch and so- sell one, then anyone can. Ah, oh, there is a story. It's, it is that inspirational story, but I'll also hold space for it. It's also, um, yeah, but it sounds really tough. Yes, if, if you can do it, other people can. However, where the hell do we start? So can I, can I just sort of touch on that? Because there is a lot that goes into business. Maybe maybe we all overcomplicate it. We need the funds, we need the revenue, we need the business loans, or we need the clients first before we bring in the team. I don't think you built these businesses all on your own all of the time. So what did you find were maybe the first steps, in, pick the business you want, that was the maybe the hardest first step, but you had to go through it to start to see that success? It's a beautiful question. And uh, I would say I was always just starting small. Um, uh, My first job in London was cold calling. So I had to call 100 clients a day. Um, So I had developed that kind of thick skin. Um, So I was not really scared of rejections. And when I had an idea for the swim school, for example, I I already had a pool. So we had a house. We built a house with a swimming pool in the basement. And um, when my younger daughter, she was three months, I went to swimming lessons with her and the swimming pool um, was the same size as mine. And I thought to myself, why don't I try to do something similar in my 
you know mm. basement in my swim in my swimming pool um and it and you know i just took a few steps uh, i kind of thought so how much is it gonna cost me to create a website and you know it's not expensive at all it's like less than 1000 pounds now with ai is like even cheaper even faster and you know i started to invite teachers over to actually try who is the best teacher who my children loves and you know as a private kind of lessons mm. and uh, then we set up a little partnership um, and uh, that was you know just baby steps you know how they say started the lean way um so yeah i would say if you have an idea ideas are gifts if you don't act on them that's you know universe is not going to give us any more so you know use them just go for it do it scared as they say oh i want to just pause there let's look at that again the idea is a gift i mean we, we talk about this a lot on this show and that you, you wrapped it up in a couple of different words but that is so true it's inspiration it is the 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 the, the nod the idea the if we if we personify that's that's this is a concept if we personify the idea the inspiration and it comes knocking and say hey Hey, Daya, do you, do you want to do this? And you're like, no, I'm busy. Go away. Oh my gosh. One, you'll scare it off. Two, it'll tell its friends and they won't want to come and see you. So to be able to see that and hear that and actually do something with it, maybe even talk back to it like, hey, you're, you're not for me, but thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. There's something beautiful in that sort of concept. And I love that. So thank you for bringing that up. The idea is a gift. So what also comes with gifts is a lot of wrapping paper, lots of sellotape, um, lots of rubbish afterwards, and oh, you don't know what's inside the gift. So what what was in, in the gifts that you received that was like, it's kind of tough, and I'm not sure if I wanted this bit, or what was the challenge that came with that with that gift? I would say for many entrepreneurs, it's very hard to delegate. And I remember I was taking through, it took me three years to find a person who would take care of the bookings for my swimming school. And the teaching, it was, I felt somehow lucky because I started businesses when I had my kids and, and I knew that I want to be a very involved mom. So I knew it's not like, you know, this amazing book, who, not how. Mm. Uh, so I didn't start learning how to become a swimming teacher. I hired the very good ones. Like I tried to find the best hired for my swim school, but I, the admin, the kind of the booking, I keep it, kept it to myself. Mm. And for me, if you become kind of working in your business, you become an employee of your business. And it doesn't sound super sexy, you know, they say, oh, nine to five working is kind of dreadful. But as an entrepreneur, you work five to nine and, you know, you five check to midnight. Oh, my gosh. Right. Exactly. So I learned that delegation is a kind of key to happiness, key to enjoy, uh, you know, this journey. And I mean, it's still not easy. There are parts of my business are still not delegated and I'm learning and I'm, you know, I have a, um, a point where I want to reach, I'm, I'm, I'm aiming for it. Um, yeah, so I would say, yeah. That, that, that point there, so you said it took you about sort of three years to be able to find the right person for, for the booking, to delegate that part. Yes. So can you talk me through 
from not the business problems, but from your perspective, because that's that's a business owner challenge. There's a trait, there's a behavior, there's a belief, there's a whole soup of things wrapped up in there. What was it for you that maybe was the piece you know that you struggled with that stopped you from delegating earlier? I made the mistake that I found an intern to help me with booking. And intern, it it takes a lot of time, a lot of explanations, a lot of trainings. And if I look back and now I hire people who are, you know, professionals there are there are companies who can take care of your customer service like that um so that was my mistake and i kind of stayed with that person for a year and it was a little bit dreadful because i have to double check triple check everything um so it was a massive learning curve and i'm still learning every day uh, and um to be honest with you i of hired that person out of necessity the person who still works with me and take takes care of my bookings because i started another business i wanted to grow as entrepreneur i wanted the next challenge i am problem solver so i was like what else can i try what else can i explore and i opened a coffee shop at chelsea crapery um which is one minute from my house and because i wanted to focus on success of that next business mm. i realized that's it i really need to have a, a person who really takes takes care of my swim school okay there's a couple of points here that i'm going to jump on but i want to just knit back to that the concept of you hired the wrong person what you did was hire the intern maybe out of okay let's do this in a, maybe a cheaper way or maybe this this is the right fit and it sounded like it gave you more work to do so you didn't completely offload it there's always a betting in period i mean at different levels where it's hiring the C-suite for your business, the management, yeah. whether it's you're a solopreneur and you bring on a VA, there are different ways of doing this. I mean, the VA challenge for everyone listening who is, I mean, crumbs, whether you're huge with your company or just starting out, everyone should have a VA, every single management level, every single second level, because everyone has their VA, everyone has their, can buy back their time. However, where do you do this? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a management company to bring in the right people and vet that for you? Do you use your time? Oh, there's the concept. Do you use your time or do you use your money? Sounds like you took the role of, you thought you did what's probably from best from your experience, but it ended up not taking that much more of your money, but it took more of your time to get that. Was, Absolutely. that, was that a problem? Uh, I am a bit wiser in terms of hiring process now, meaning, yeah. you know how they say, uh, hire slow, fire fast. Mm. Uh, and I also love to mix it with kissing 100 frogs idea where you kind of, you know, you have, you commit yourself to do a few interviews. And I felt like I was kind of jumping on the person who was available at that time. Yeah. So I didn't do this process rigorously, so to speak. And, you know, when I worked in hospitality, the hiring process and the hiring struggles in that business is completely another level. I mean, people don't come to work. They don't give you notice. It's a completely different mindset. You work yeah. with, uh, you know, it's so... I had to work out the process which would work for me uh, because it's a massive stress when you lose one teammate and you don't have any replacement. Uh, so I had a, 
even if I had a fantastic team, I commit myself to have at least one interview per week um, and uh, that helped me. So kind of focus on the process and I feel now in, with the Chelsea Swim Spa, um, I have that process as well. Like I hire, uh, I interview teachers once a week. And even today I had a conversation with a VA company, which I want to start um, delegating a few different tasks as well. So I am progressing. That, I want to tap into that one element of uh, the, the next level stress. So the stress that you're feeling, you know, different business, different kind of people, different traits, different uh, ways of working or, or not working, as you said. The the concept of the next level stress, because I think as we each hit this next level, it's these are problems that are oh, sweet Lord. We were we we want those next level problems. That's that's what comes with that next level and that success and building. However, the stress that you have when you don't have employees, oh my word. And then you finally get to that promised land where you've got a team that's like, ah, oh, shit, I now need to work and manage them and hope help them and the stress of when, if they leave and the systems and processes. And so it's there's always the next level kind of stress that comes in. Absolutely. What would you say is the, the biggest help? Physical, mental, emotional, that during those times where you hit that next level that maybe you weren't expecting, that maybe your thoughts were, shit, should I even, should I even do this? Is this even worth it? Because I know that creeps up to everyone. What allowed you to be like, no, this is, yeah, okay, we got to press on. This is the challenge. I, I revel in this challenge. It's a beautiful question. And to be honest with you, this is a little bit my limiting points, which I need to work on myself. Meaning that, uh, we all have different stress levels and some people, as you said, you know, they say, um, I want to work on and don't have anyone as a team, like maybe potentially VA, but not even VA. I want to work as a coach, have my clients be well paid per hour or per coaching uh, kind of membership or the package. And they don't want to work and manage other people. And, um, you kind of learn where you want to be. And when I opened the Chelsea Crapery, I had to manage a team of 13 people. And the money in that business is when you open multiple uh, coffee shops. So you kind of prove that your concept is scalable. Um, and so basically you jump from to completely different stress levels. So you should not sweat if one employee didn't turn up. Uh, you should not sweat uh, uh, if the fridge is broken. Um, and I admire people who kind of, you know, who, who are scaling. And mm. I realized maybe because my three kids are still young and I kind of realized that it would affect me. Um, so I would say, you know, if we are looking for help, be honest with ourselves, like what level of stress, what level of challenge um, you want to be on, ask for help. And I think as well, what was important for me to understand that we are the most important asset in our company. I think I was listening to your podcast and it, it, you mentioned that you are the yes. most important oh, asset. Yes, you are the most important thing in your business, yes. bar none, bar nothing. But I think I'll just go back to your point of, so you said the stress, maybe it's the way you, you approach stress, maybe the disassociation between the, the fridge, the employee and the stress levels that you're feeling. What you said you had the biggest challenge in that for you, that's where you're working right now. 
what is that for you? What what is that that you're that you're looking to work through, or that maybe sort of controls or gets in the way? So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it gets in the way, and I would say probably not in a good way. Like for example, yeah. um, you know, I run a swimming school, and sometimes I rent pool for a private hire, and we have a sign: "Can you please uh, shower before entering the pool?" And I have a group of people, small group of people, but. After them, the pool was kind of not as transparent as I wished. And, you know, I had to change the water overnight. And I saw I didn't have a good night's sleep. Then, you know, I wouldn't say that it's like crazy stress, to be honest with you. I mean, but it does affect your energy. It's kind Mm of. uh, And I think if I ask honestly myself, if I want to do and give uh, more and if I want to achieve bigger impact in this world I need to learn how to work with these tiny problems don't sweat the small stuff too much I need to learn I need to look at the bigger picture and I need to work on how to work better with stress so that I can be more giving to this world ah that concept so it's in the moment stress i mean these little things we all know the concept oh don't sweat the small stuff as you said you know it's the little things don't worry about that but come on in in the moment we're emotional human beings with neurochemicals with the nervous system yes all these things come to play so our mental and physical those are two very different part um sort of parts of this so when these things happen the water needs changing the fridge breaks um the checkout person doesn't arrive for work all these little things is like ah shit there's a fire put it out yeah i know this because that's my trait i'm a problem solver <laughs> i see if you're a hammer everything looks like a nail right again we know this concept <laughs> if you're a problem solver everything can look like a problem it's like and it so do you find that through all the right reasons it's coming from the right place and it's actually served you to get you where you are when you see these little problems it it's just for you in that moment they're magnified absolutely absolutely and you know i love that you absolutely spot on that i am a problem solver and i enjoy being needed i enjoy being needed in the business but i need to zoom out i need to understand that the problems i need to be solving is a higher level. I need to be asking myself. So, what are my my strength, strong qualities? Um, where did I deliver the biggest impact so far? Yeah. So, these questions and to solve stronger problems. And maybe I need to hire operations manager manager who could help me to focus on small stuff so that I mm. don't feel as overwhelmed. Okay. You enjoy being needed. Hey, CEO challenges. This is what it's all about. Look, and this is why I, would, I, I laugh at this because look at the businesses that you've built. Look at your trajectory, okay? You've built, you've sold. Swim school and a crepery, it's like they have nothing to do with each other. It's Absolutely. that idea. It's that, it's that sort of shift of, and now with you telling your story and helping entrepreneurs, there's like, and that's, again, there's a slight from your experience where that comes in. But again, it's completely different. You just said that you love being needed. So I guess yeah. there's a little bit of people pleasing, a little bit of wanting to over deliver and, and, and maybe some perfectionism comes in with that. 
But as the CEO of these businesses, that desire to be needed is so beautiful and it comes from a beautiful place. However, does it take you took too long to delegate? You know that and you've learned the lessons and you can now teach that. Are you taking too long to disassociate and be able to just step up? Is that is that the next level for you? Absolutely. And also, I don't have that next project which I want to dedicate myself so so that, you know, I kind of... Um, it's, everything else is fully delegated. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm trying to optimize all the time and like if i know if i spend just 10 minutes a day on monitoring a little bit my businesses mm. um i would probably need to pay serious amount of money for someone else to do it so i need to justify this amount of money with my next project yeah you need to justify as human beings they're not just entrepreneurs we are we blame we complain we justify we deflect and then we go and avoid the the the, the idea or or the challenge and then chances are we have that the next step is we, we maybe react rather than respond to challenges and then we go back to that sort of the, the, the victim bill as we call it not you're a victim but you're in that state of excuses and external and justifying. So I love that you dropped that in. The, the the need I need to justify spending this. So you can ignore that. Doesn't help things. You can bypass it. That's always going to then be there. And it will show up at the next level. You can leverage that fear or doubt. Or you can work through it and overcome it and have the skills to continuously manage that. So there's a couple of, there's four kind of options there. Obviously no one wants to avoid it, but we do. What, what's a quick step for you to work through that justification? Do you think? I think, you know, it's also people who surround, surround like the closest people. And I know that we need to completely try to switch off. This is what they want and be aware what, you want and my husband currently um he's not working so yeah. he's looking for his uh, a new so to speak either full-time job or he's opening his own startup um and raising money for it so i feel like i need to for for our family as a unit mm. i need to be savvy in terms of so I'm justifying it, I would say, which is unhealthy. And I shouldn't, I should actually give myself permission to hire that operations manager. So I have more um, kind of ideas to, bigger ideas to solve mm. bigger problems. Um, but for the moment, uh, I, maybe I am, I'm, a, I'm, I would say I'm kind of, happy where I am because I do have time to work on my book which is my kind of next challenge and I mm -hmm. can spend 10 minutes a day on my current businesses and I feel like you know it's not a stupid space for me to be in would I if I will be honest with myself and ask should I start interviewing and trying to find that person who could help me with operations 
um, I think that is the honest uh, and I should. And to be perfectly honest with you, if I look at my um, kind of what I was doing for the past two weeks, uh, I had a conversation with a girl who could help me to manage my Airbnb better and mm. uh, you know i can almost delegate it and today i had a conversation with va who could start with managing just one business and we discussed already how she can help me so i want to give myself permission to delegate more so i see that i am getting there but it's a process yeah that internal process oh my gosh you just described how you're you are comfortably uncomfortable absolutely that comfort, which you, a double-edged sword is fantastic. You have this space. You're like, I'm in a good place. Oh my gosh, killer of dreams. Destroyer of businesses. I'm in a good place. It's fine. No one wants fine. This is this is the kind of the lovely place. So it's it's fun to see when when we're in that place. Everyone listening, when when you are in this place, where are you comfortably uncomfortable? Where are things fine? Where can you justify? Okay, this is this is okay. I don't need to move forward. I'm okay here. But you, Dai, you were saying earlier that this, you know where you want to go. So maybe it's like just that shining light, that driving force. Maybe the map isn't planned out. Therefore, there is a, if you don't know where you're going, how can you get your sort of ducks in a row and get your car ready and get the, 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 the boot packed with all the right stuff in it? There's a bit of unknown. So, um, but I love how you shared that during your journey, with the success that you've seen, with what you've overcome and worked through, these challenges, they're still here. They're still, you're still working through them. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for shining light. Uh, it was very, very useful. Oh, you're so welcome. And look, if people want to find out more about, about you and the amazing works that you do, where can they find you? I am happy to share all the links on my social media, Instagram uh, and uh, website. So, yes. Super. It's and your book coming out as well. What is it going to be called when we can look forward to that? So it's called The Immigrant Entrepreneur. Uh, but I actually have a few working titles like Kissing 100 Frogs. Uh, so I'm still <laughs> speaking with a publisher, which one would be the right one. They say sometimes, some, some people say Kissing 100 Frogs is a little bit kind of catchier uh, so to speak um, so uh, yeah and hopefully it's going to be available I'm dreaming kind of I don't think it's going to be December this year but by December next year 100% sure okay 2024 hell yes I look forward to receiving and enjoying your book thank you so much thank That's you awesome. so much right, thank you Bea. this has been an awful lot of fun I loved it too oh you're welcome Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.